and not just welcome back like to the rdm good roller pod episode eight our next guest is a guy who can score from pretty much anywhere on the rink when he wants to with his rocket of a shot he currently plays in the pittsburgh penguins organization for the willing nailers in the echl he has 47 games played 16 goals 17 assists for 33 points he played ice hockey at Bowling Green University and ended up transferring to Northeastern where he won back-to-back Beanpot titles. He currently plays for the Mission Labeda Snipers in inline hockey tournaments. He won the 2018 Narch Finals and the 2019 Palma Pro Championship. Brandon Hawkins, welcome to the pod. How are you doing, man? Thanks, boys. Uh, glad to be here. Been excited, been waiting to hopefully get on here at some point. Ooh. Yeah, I've been talking. I know I've been messaging back and forth. We're gonna we're gonna get you, and we finally did. So, thank you for taking time out of the quarantine. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm, happy to get the call up. Obviously, you got some time right now to kind of just have a nice little chat with us. So, thanks for joining us, dude. How are you spending Q team? I uh, basically doing nothing. Uh, doing a little rehab here and there with my groin and. The, the wife seems to be in the yoga quite a bit lately, so I've been dabbling in that. I'm very average, very below average, but you know what? Hey, I try. So what? Uh, you said you, uh, you hurt your growing. What happened there with your growing? Uh, so we were playing in Cincinnati. I kind of – I crossed over, and it just – it popped, and it just – it wasn't good, but it wasn't, it wasn't awful to the point where I couldn't play. So I, I just kept playing on it as long as I could. And now that we're in quarantine, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of time to recover and, and do what I need to do to get back better than I needed, better than I was. Yeah, well, for some of you guys that don't know, Brandon Hawkins plays in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. He right now plays for the Wheeling Nailers. Played a couple games with, uh, what is it, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins? Is that how you say it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so how was your uh, – I know, obviously, like all professional hockey, kind of ended disappointedly. Uh, how was that your, your first season? This was your rookie year, correct? Yep. This was my rookie year. I, you know what I had, uh, I crossed some boundaries. Like I was, I, I had some um, parts of my game where I needed to, to get better. And I think I, I progressed along throughout the season. A big thing in my game was kind of being faster and playing the game faster. And I, I think by the end of the season, it was up to par. So I got called up twice. My first time I got called up, I got a chance and, my feet weren't as good as the second time I got called up because of things I was constantly working on with, with skill development and everything like that throughout the season. So I think it was definitely a learning experience and I'm, I'm excited for next year. Awesome. That's a, uh, so like coming from Northeastern into the ECHL, what do you know, what was like the biggest difference um, jumping into professional hockey? Well, so at the end of last year, when I left Northeastern and I went up to Wilkes-Barre, we, it was, it was really different because in college hockey, everybody goes out of their way to run you and hit you every chance you get. You get rid of the puck three seconds later, you're getting hit. In in pro hockey, you get rid of the puck. Everybody's so pos- like in perfect position that you better make the right play, otherwise it's going back towards your other end. So like that was like the biggest learning curve right off the bat was to try and like decipher what play was was better or what percentage play was better. Otherwise, I'm stuck in the D zone for a minute and a half. Don't want to be playing D in, uh, during that time either. <laughs> uh, I, you can ask you can ask Dweez. I don't know if the, the D zone's ever been my <laughs> best asset of my game, but um, but I think it's been getting better, and it's it's something I pride myself on working on. I mean, I I made it on I made it onto the PK with wheeling, so I, I think it's going in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's take it kind of from the beginning. Where did for you? 
Um, I mean, I don't personally know if you started with ice and then roller first or roller and then ice. I mean, where, where was your start at? And a lot of people know you're from Detroit. So kind of talk about that. Yep. So uh, originally I started in roller. My, my dad, Joe Hawkins ran Joe Dumars Fieldhouse from the opening of 1995 with Ken Hole, Kevin Hole and DRHA, which was like the, the start of roller hockey in Detroit. And he ran that until he ran it for 15 years. So thousand basically, or sorry, my bad, 2010, not a math guy. Um, and I transitioned to ice through that. But so my start was in Jody Marsh Fieldhouse. I grew up watching like TJ Hensick and Sam Gagne and Ryan Kessler and all those guys played through the rink at that time. So, playing roller? Playing roller hockey. Damn. Holy That's cow. Yeah, there were quite a, a- quite a few NHL guys went through that rink. Wow. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I got I got my start in roller hockey and my, my dad was actually a, a world class speed skater on the four wheel quads. I don't know if if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so on, yeah, on we quads. Do. <laughs> yep. So and he actually he went and trained at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado and everything like that to switch to ice. And before that happened he shattered his ankle. But at the time he was like the top four man, like our youngest skater in men's four man relay race. So it was um he was pretty good at that. I he was a speed skater. I don't know what happened to me. I wish I had that speed, but um <laughs> I didn't into your shot. I guess so. Something worked out. And that's uh, I didn't I didn't know that. That's pretty. So your dad was a speed skater, and then so you got into playing hockey because your dad skated. Yep, yep. The, my parents actually met at um, a place that was called Shore Skateland. It turned it in. It turned into the Sports Forum. I don't know if Dweez, if you've ever heard of that or not. It closed down a couple years ago in Detroit. It was one of the other big roller hockey rinks around there for a while. I grew up playing there and at Dumars. I gotcha. Well, man. That news of Dumars, that probably hits you guys home a little bit harder than most people. I was really, like, pretty pretty upset and, like, just remembering. And I didn't – I only spent, like, my years from college. Um, that was, like, my freshman year at Lindenwood, the first time we rolled up there for Tours Winter Nationals, for Ronnie's Winter National. And that was the first pro tournament I played in. Yeah, you know, RB Selects. What's that? <laughs> RB, RB Selects. RB Selects, baby, yeah. So, I mean yeah. – that, that I mean, that's I associate a lot of good like memories with Dumars, and I'm sure, sure you do, and plenty of those guys from Detroit do too. So, man, I I uh, I'm feeling it here in Colorado that Dumars closed down. It's tough, man. I mean, I I don't know what's gonna happen with our skating rinks here, the one that I work at, but uh, it's uh, it's tough times for for the rink managers and the rink industries for sure. Oh, it's it's nuts because like. That place is home to like so many people, so many kids like my age that grew up there. Like me and Spees met when we were four years old at at Joe Dumars Fieldhouse. Wow. And I mean, so I'll tell you guys this. I don't know if if he watches the podcast or not. He's going to be at my wedding, so hopefully he might see it through this. Yeah, I haven't told him yet. <laughs> but well, um, RDN breaking the news. <laughs> RDN, RDN breaking news. But um, so me and Spees grew up there. Chad's like an older brother to me. Like Matt Koleski was, he, I mean, he grew up part of the family. Um, I, the whole, I don't know if you remember that name at all, Dweez. He, um, he played for Reebok 96 with Larkin and all those guys. Okay. But um, his dad ran the rink with my dad when Dumars was just starting. So he's been, he's like my uncle. They're my godparents. So Roller runs deep in my family. So 
it, it hit really hard when, when Dumars closed down because that's, uh, that's home to me. That's where I spent my childhood. I just remember Ronnie B always like the couple times we were there with Ronnie B, he'd be like, Oh, at Joe Dumars Fieldhouse. And like, yep. it's just, man, there's just something about it. It was such a cool place. You'd walk in and there's, uh, you know, an arcade and like games on the left. You go straight, there's a snack bar and then the rink and then the actual bar. You go through there, you got your other rink, and then you got basketball games going on. I remember one time there was a fight on a basketball court during one of the tournaments. Every, fri- every Friday night. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> dude, it's such a cool – there's so many things going on. And, I mean, you know, above just hockey, like demographically, there's a lot of people who came to that facility for a lot of different purposes. And, it, and you know, we're singing, we're singing the same song, but it's, it's really unfortunate to see it go. I didn't know that your dad – um, started running it and opened it when, when you guys did. So that, like I said, that, that shed a light on me that you were very much involved with uh, that closing down. So I'm sorry to hear that, dude. It's really, it's really uh, unfortunate. That stinks. But like, I mean, even, even at this, so you'll like this Ronnie B and my dad go way back along with Mr. Garsh, uh, Mr. Kramer, crazy's dad. They all played roller hockey with and against each other going back and forth from Detroit to New York to St. Wow. Louis to Vegas. So, like, my dad started playing roller hockey almost as soon as he was done speed skating because it was second nature to him. So it was, it's kind of funny to see, like, now my dad always asks about, about the same guys. We go and see tournaments. Him, he's good friends with Cookie. Like, and all the guys that are run through there. Oh, but like, yeah, yeah, of course, because Cook grew yeah. up around the area too. Yep. So, and RHI was huge at that time and, and everything out there. I don't think my dad ever played in RHI, but, um, but when, like when Narch started out, like that's when it started to become huge and everybody started to love it more and more. And my dad was around roller hockey even before that started. Did your dad ever run into Ronnie in the speed skating realm? Yep. That's where they knew each other from. All right. I kind of figured I wasn't that sure, is a, but that's uh, so world. cool. It's so funny. Yep, uh, <laughs> so there was it was my dad, Mr. Bielstein, um, Chad Hedrick. Do you remember Chad Hedrick? Missouri yeah, kid. Yeah. His dad owned a bunch of rinks around there, and then um, the Muse brothers, Tony Muse, and I don't know his other brother's name, but they own a roller hockey rink in Moore, Iowa. Wow, that's, crazy. that's amazing. That's some that's some serious history yeah. right there. That's, that's like serious roller yeah. history. Like yeah, that's some real umbrella. That's nuts. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. that's, so did the uh, border cats come out of uh, the field out of Joe Dumars? Yep. So actually before the border cats, it was tour venom. Okay. Yep. So we started out as tour venom and we were a 93, 94 team and it ran all the way up until a pro team, which was run by, um, I think Maddie had something to do with it, but it also was Jim Tevegia who had two sons, Joe and, um, John, he's got another son named Jesse. They all played for the team. But um, other than that, like Venom turned into the Border Cats, and then the Border Cats just kept running. As you can see, there's still there's like a there's like a 2010 Border Cat team. I'm, it's pretty awesome. Stuff. I remember. Oh, it's unbelievable. What were you gonna say? Sorry for cutting you off. Oh no worries. No, I was. It was. It's just kind of nuts to see like my dad and Maddie and Mister Hool started border cats after the venom and this was around i want to say 2001 2002 where we were we were a red and black tour venom team 
and we went to the the old yellow and black tour border cat jerseys and we were the border cats for so long and then i we turned into home care because the border cat 94s and tmd 94s mixed together because we lost kids from both sides so we turned into home care but there was still border cat teams all the way through the ranks okay that's uh that michigan roller hockey must have been like growing up just absolutely competitive just I mean, you guys have some huge names that still play in the sport, too. I bet mean, it was just uh, always tournaments grinding out, too, just playing against each other were unbelievable. Well, I mean, there were, there were times where me and Tyler were playing 16-under, 18-under juniors and Division One all in a weekend. We'd end up being playing like 25 games by the time it was done Jeez. from Friday until Sunday. That's wild. A couple so minutes. Like, it was, oh, I, I don't doubt it. It was it was a <laughs> – it was a it was a blast. Like him and I, like growing up, like we, I felt like him and I were the dynamic duo, yeah. like around that, around Dumars for our age group. So it was, it was always fun playing with them. And man, can he fly? Oh. I just, uh, I'll sit back behind the net, let him wind it up and hit him with a pass, and it's an easy assist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, you got best of uh, both worlds right there too. You got the speed and the shot. You know, you got he has the speed. You have the shot. You know. So, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely fun. I'll tell you that. There's like three people that when they do have the puck playing, like I I, I don't know legitimately like what they're gonna do. Spees is one of them. He wheels so hard and he mm-hmm. shoots so yep. well too that he can yep. he can, with the shot coming down that wing, he can cut through the yep. middle and just create something, or he can literally yep. just drive all the way to the net and make a play like. And that's what I mean. With some guys, you understand their speed and where they're going to go. With, like, Spezia and AK, another Detroit kid. Uh, um, Who's the other one? Spezia, AK. John, John. John, John. Like, those four, you don't know what they're going to do. You don't. Because they're wheeling at, like, if they're going that fast, they're obviously thinking at, like, another level. Of, of you know quickness and so as a goalie you're seriously just like i'm just gonna be in position <laughs> i'm gonna do what i can to yeah like, it's like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna square up <laughs> yeah yeah I, exactly oh well we'll get into the next i mean like oh. you know you being a kid growing up kind of being a bit of a rinker out of dumars like when when yep. did you realize you just like you can rip the puck like you can shoot the puck harder than like a higher majority of people in the sport so this is a this might be a weird memory but um i remember we were i was part of tmd 94s before we turned into home care and we went to st louis and i think it was matheson square garden i think that was the rink um i don't remember the kid's name trent trent matheson Yep. His dad owned the rink, and they had that little middle rink in the middle. This might have been All-American. I, I, oh, I can't remember. Oh, no, it was Madison. You're hitting, yeah. you're hitting that was a yeah. sick rink. Yeah. yeah. It's still there. It's it's just not two rinks. It's one soccer. They still have yeah. that little middle thing. I don't really know what they yeah. do with it, but, like, it's there. Yeah, and they had uh, they had a hardest shot competition. And I think I was, I was, like, 12 or 13 at the time, and I shot a pocket, like, 86 miles an hour. And I was shooting it harder than most kids that were in like set, like 18 and under at that point. So I'm like at that, like, but I only had a slap shot at that time. I never really had a snapshot. 
I never understood how to take a snapshot. So all I was doing was taking slap shots from anywhere. <laughs> that's, that's wild. And then you turned in, then it turned into a snapshot. Yeah. And then I, then I turned into the snapshot. I was, and that, that I blame on my dad. It was, uh, it was one of those things where it was, there's a whole lot of wrist rolls and shooting pucks in the garage. And anytime I got in trouble, it was go shoot a hundred pucks, go shoot 200 pucks. Like don't come inside till you have blisters. Wow. Jeez, you got in a lot of trouble to get that shot. Well, at that point, at that point, I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to get in trouble if I just stay here and shoot pucks. So I just stayed outside and shot pucks. Like that was my, that was my getaway. What, uh, what flex do you use? Um, growing up, took after my favorite player ever is Brett Hall, if that makes sense. And he used a 62 flex all the way through the NHL. I always liked using a 70, 75 but in ice hockey in the past couple of years, I've went up to like a 90 okay. because it's you, you, the way I play is you got to win more stick battles than, than lose them. And you can't really win a lot of stick battles if you have a low flex. Yeah. Makes sense. I remember, yeah, sure. uh, I remember one of our, uh, I guess our first memories I was playing with Kev. We were down in Florida playing arch and you're 94. I'm a 91 and Kev is a 93. Kev, I think was playing on our junior mm-hmm. team and it's always like, oh, we're playing Hawkins and Speezy. Or like, these kids are like 94, 93. And, you know, we're 91s. We're thinking, hey, it shouldn't be like that hard. And we really mm-hmm. – we've seen you guys play, but we hadn't seen you guys like fully play. And, I, yeah, we had to have been juniors. Putting on the huge rink down in Florida. You come down first period. Mm-hmm. Rip a shot. Not even half court bar down. I'm like, yeah, I just want to stay on the bench. I play goalie. And I was backing up Kev that game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here. It was – like I, it's unreal. I've been coming out. Who who are you playing for this? We were playing. Game. We were called the. Here comes CJ's great team name again on this podcast, dude. We were playing for the Tor Frost, and I think you were on the Buffalo Wings. No. Who was um? Who was the coach? Was it Bovee. um? Bovee. The two brothers. Because I shot that puck, and then I shot a puck into the bench afterward. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. oh. oh gosh. Yeah, it was the boat. It was a, uh, yeah, you're talking about our, the Bovis then. Service. Bad service. Sorry, you're yeah. Are you in a hole? Uh, yeah. Bunker? Yeah. I'm at, I'm at, I'm in the basement right now because That's this is the only place I have Wi Fi. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. We got it better. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so you shot a you shot a puck into our bench. Yeah. So no, it was definitely I was no no. So I I went to turn around the net and I ripped one down the rink and it it just just clipped off the edge of the bat. I remember he killed Mister Bowie. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> oh no, we're frozen again. You're frozen. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm moving upstairs. Okay. I'm moving upstairs. This might be my only chance to, to get away. Oh. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that that's that's what I remember, though. That, oh, yeah. I remember that. that now, too. Like, I, literally, all I thought about after that goal went in, I think we tied the game, like, 2-2. Two to two. I think that was the final score of that game. But I, I don't remember him almost hitting both because I just remember, like, coming out of my crease and before I was even set, like this puck is zooming. Yeah. This puck is going. Oh, I'm like, shit. 
and I'm pretty sure you caught me like high blocker. Like it was high far side from where short, you shot. Short side. No, 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 it's high short side. It was side. high glove? Yep. Ooh. We ran right. out of well, service downstairs. There you go. It doesn't matter because you, you ripped it and it went bar. And I was like, dude, that was not even from like, you know, anywhere in like a scoring area. <laughs> so, I mean, that was that was my first experience being like, holy shit, when he has the puck, like, you have to be ready. Yeah. Who was, who was the coach? Do you remember? Was it uh, Jeff Gabbis was our coach? That sounds right. That guy that got, like, kicked out of tours for life? What? I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he put in, like, our, our FTB team when I was with Gary Ross and all those guys. I was a sad he never ended up paying, like paying for the team fee to play pro. Damn. And ended up like Phil Maroon followed him to the bank and he just sat in the parking lot and never ended up getting, bringing the money in. <laughs> and, uh, Philly, Philly, I, Phil, all people going. <laughs> with the bank. That's uh, the band right there, man. Uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil the thrill. Oh my God. Phil the thrill is absolutely right. So, well, yeah, go ahead, Robbie. Go ahead. I was gonna say, so let's get into talking about you know, you went to Bowling Green first and then uh mm-hmm. transferred to Northeastern where you won the bean pot. What, yep. um, and you're playing with Speezy as well at Bowling Green. Um, yep. can you talk about what, um, why you ended up transferring or you know, what was the process during that time? I mean, it was kind of personal decisions, it was, it was probably something I was uh, a little irrational about at the time. <laughs> Like, that's just kind of how I was being younger before I kind of matured a little bit. But um, it was it was a personal decision to move, that's for sure. I was – it sucks, like, leaving speeds because, I mean, we've been best friends since we were little. So, I mean, I definitely probably put a little strain on our friendship for a bit. But it was – it ended up being the, the best for me moving to Northeastern because of the, the environment I was in and, and how much the, the coaches, like, brought me in as family there. Yeah, and I mean, you tore it up there too. You had uh, your first year, twenty-two games played, seventeen points, and then your uh, last year, thirty-nine games played and thirty-three points, won the Bean Pot mm-hmm. Award, and you also won uh, yeah. the Hockey East. So that's a, uh, yeah. I guess, can't be disappointed in moving and doing that. No, we and while I was there, we ended up we won we won two Bean Pots. Oh, yeah, we won the first one in first one in thirty years, and then we went back to back the year after that. So for, for like people who don't know, because like, you know, us who like kind of grow up and love the sport, pay attention to all we can. Like when I was in high school, I kind of like very vaguely understood it. I think they talk mm-hmm. about the bean pot and miracle even possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you just kind of like explain to people uh, like what the bean pot is and what it kind of, yeah, I guess, represents? Absolutely. It's um. so the bean pots, like the, the Boston tournament you have, Harvard, Northeastern, BC, Boston College, and Boston University. And it's like the, the bragging rights for the, for the city. So it's played at TD Garden, and it's, it's almost like the GLI in Michigan. If Correct. you guys have ever heard of that. Great, so, Great Lakes. Great Lakes Invitational. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the bean pot's more, like, more historic because it's been the same four teams since, like, the 60s. Okay. Yeah, so it's it basically it's a Boston bragging rights tournament if you want to call it that. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, and so you touched on it. It like thirty years. 
Like 30 years, your school hadn't yeah. won it. Like that's that's pretty huge. That's pretty like incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, that that whole night was unbelievable. It was nuts. <laughs> and they just that? they just recently won this last year too, right? Yeah, they went they went three for three this past year. Wow. Okay. Yep. And first, so, first, first three feet ever, ever in uh, school history. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, I think it was my, it had to have been, I guess, like my sophomore, maybe sophomore or junior year at Lindenwood, um, BU won it. And so you got a good buddy yeah. who plays for BU, Nick Olson. And so yeah. the way I know Olson is my good buddy, Thompson Teague, who I roomed with um, at Lindenwood. Him and Nick are like best friends from San Diego. Oh, yeah. And he came to visit uh, Sioux City. Yeah. Yeah. So Thompson and I, we go to our local watering hole on Main Street called Lloyd's, uh, Lloyd and Harry's. And so we went to Lloyd's and we had them put the bean pot on. And we got to watch Olson win the bean pot playing with Jack yeah. Eichel. Yep. So it's just like you said, like for for it to be bragging rights and for you to guys for you guys to win for the first time in thirty years, like that that tournament, man, that that's such a cool niche that the city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts does hold every year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely a recruiting tool there too. Like a lot of kids from Boston want to play for those schools because they want to play in the bean pot. And it's it's rightfully so. It's it's an unbelievable tournament. It's such a fun experience. I mean, twenty thousand people show up to those games for a college game. That for a tournament that is worth bragging rights. It doesn't do much other than that. Is that city pumping during that time? Like, is there just mad people all around during what's uh, oh, going on? It's unbelievable. Like TD Garden is actually like filled to the brim. Like there's not an empty seat. Wow. They, don't they sell uh, like standing room tickets as well at that uh, um, at TD yep. Garden? Dang. Yep, like they so we had over half the upper bowl filled with with our student section Jeez. for our game. It was unbelievable. So I actually I do have a question about that as you bring up your student section. So how is the crowd when you're playing in a college game compared to like a AHL or ECHL game? How's the crowd different? Because you do have a band and you do have mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes a school gets more into it. Whenever I go to a DU game, it's pretty pretty it's pretty cool it's insane so how oh, is this the difference? It's nuts so it's it's different everywhere wilkesbury got good fans on a nightly basis like that's they they have pride pride in their team um wheeling we had good fans we had uh, something called frosty friday where <laughs> beers were two dollars so like oh, we got good fans wow. on fridays Line us up. yep and then um i mean bowling green had the bleacher creatures was their fan section and that was nuts <laughs> like they they were uh you guys ever watch Mystery Alaska? Oh yeah. yeah. So the the newspaper thing. Yeah. When they skate, that's what Bowling Green does while the other team skates on the ice. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And then um, at Northeastern, we had the dog the dog pound for the dog house, okay. and like I mean, if we were you should see it in the, we were playing BU on, and it was just absurd. That's uh, that's that's always something. Whenever I go to those college games, that I notice, you know, a big difference from NHL games or something. It just seems more of a, uh, just a different type of vibe of feel, you know, because you know some of those play, those some of those guys in the stands, you know, you see them around campus or, you know, so you see them at your games. It must be pretty cool to see that and experience that. Oh, it, it was it's unbelievable. It's it's like nothing else. 
And if I'm not mistaken, you got a tattoo for the bean pot, right? After you guys yep. won? Yep. Where's it at? I got so. Uh, it's on my upper left quad. Nice. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. I remember you getting that, and I was like, that's pretty sick. Like, thir- first time in 30 years. Like, yeah, it's deserving of a tap for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So coming from uh, uh, Northeastern, going into the AHL um, and then to the NECHL with the Willing Nailers, you pulled off a pretty impressive thing this year. You pulled a Michigan off. What? Um, so how, like, what went through your mind or why did you even, how did you come up with even thinking of doing that in the game? Uh, you know what? It was, it was kind of just a key to the moment thing. Like, you grow up doing it in roller hockey. Like, I did it playing for home care. I've done it in state works countless times. It's just, it's one of those things where you, I've done it so many times, it's second nature. So I had a little time behind the net where I broke away from the defenseman and I was lucky that the puck just slid up on my stick like it was roller hockey and I took full advantage of it. <laughs> what, did, uh, what, what did the boys in the locker room say about that after you scored that one? Well, I had, I had a buddy on the team named uh, Steve Johnson. He played at Minnesota. He, um, he looked at me as I went to like celebrate and he didn't, he didn't even give me a fist bump or anything. You can see it in like the hand shape and he just looks at me and goes viral. And that was it. That's the only thing he said to me. It's the match. <laughs> dude, that was, that was probably one of our most watched videos uh, that I posted. It was huge. I mean, it was sick too, to see it. Oh, it was, I couldn't, I, it was just one of those things. Like I, I heated the moment. I, I wouldn't think to do it. Like, I guess if you think about doing it, you're not going to, yeah. It's like one of those things like going to a shootout. You don't think about what you're going to do. You react to the goalie. I kind of just react to the situation. It worked out in my favor. So I have a, I have a question uh, about someone on your team. I'm going to butcher his name, um, mm-hmm. but he played for uh, Japan's national inline team. Yushiro Hirano. Yes, him. And I yeah. saw it's you or it's – who is it? Connor Brown? Am I, is, that his, is that right? Chris. Oh, well, Chris. We, have, we have Chris and Cam. That's who it is, Cam. It's Cam, Yushirano, yeah. and then you guys leading the team in points. And I noticed the top top three, there's two guys that played roller. Does uh, Did you ever get to see him play, Yushirano uh, play roller at all? Uh, actually, I played him at the World Games two two years ago. Okay. Or, no, it was in Italy. Yeah, in Italy. They, um, when you had 45 we, Tom, and eight games? Yeah, that, that's the one. <laughs> That was unreal. So uh, how was, was it when it you played it? Hilarious. I uh, it's he's he shoots the puck so hard. Like if Come I on. had to I'm dead serious. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he he he's like the Japanese Ovechkin. That's what we called him. <laughs> really? Yeah, like he made he so he took a shot on Thomas McCollum, and I don't think I've ever seen this where Tommy didn't react. Like the puck went in and out, and Tommy was squared up to the puck, and it just went in and out of the net. That's really saying something. And that was on the little nets. Wow, and that's wow. coming from you. That has a probably the hardest shot in the game, easily. Oh, it was it was absurd. So have you uh, you tried to get him at any Narch tournaments or uh, Palma tournaments at all? I've I've talked to him, but like during the during the summer for them, he he only plays for the for the Japanese world team because they, they pay for a lot of his stuff from okay. what he says. Okay. So, and if he were to come, come here, it's like, it's super, it's stupid expensive for him to come play one tournament for a weekend. Yeah. He'd be better off playing like back to back weekends. Like if you 
ran Narch and State Wars close to each other. Yeah. Does he? Uh, so does he live in uh, Japan during on the off season? Yeah, in uh, Sapporo, Japan. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Sapporo. Yep. So oh. you guys, uh, that the the beer you guys see everywhere, like uh, sushi restaurants, that's yeah. his town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yep. that makes sense then. That's sick. Did uh, so you having the hardest shot? Um, who was one of the roller goalies that you've noticed that has kind of been you know harder to score on, um, or the most difficult roller goalie that you've had to um, score on? So, like starting out in pro, like growing up against Dweezy, he knows where I'm going. So that's that's always been one. I finally caught him at, at Midwest Wars last year, cheating. Um, Twice. Yeah. Cheating. Hey, we just posted that too, so that's, yeah. that's good. That's good timing. Oh man, yeah. those were those were bad. I don't know which one was better though, that one or the one when you came straight down. Sorry, Kevin, I don't mean to rip on you. Hey, when you <laughs> like, talk this good, and I played yeah. against so many or you know x amount of times, it's yeah. down to. <laughs> It's and so what was that? I I ain't crying over spilled beer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd put Dwee's up there. I put so um, Jerry Coon. He's up there. My our own goalie on snipers, Redmond. I mean, he sucked to play against when I was on different teams. And um, I would have to say Leggett too. Legs. He's, he's he plays so good still. Uh, his positioning, yeah. him and Redmond's positionings are always just so like they're unreal. They're always in the right spot. And uh, another guy I haven't got to do. Another guy I haven't. It's like whenever they come out, you're like, there's not really a lot to shoot at. Yeah. And I'm not seeing <laughs> angles that you're seeing by any means, but it's just I can see like, yeah. They just, they've got an aura around spots that might even be open, you know? <laughs> it's true. But there's there's one more goalie. I haven't gotten to play against him, but, like, I've played with him a little bit, and that's um, Mark Service, Servos. Plays for Maple. He's played with yeah. Palma a few times. He's, yeah. He's a, he's a beauty, but I've never got – but he's impressed me a bit here and there. Yeah, actually, uh, quick story about him. I met him at uh, – was it winter wars east this recent year and i i talked to him a lot out there and then he told me that you guys were actually good friends after i posted that video of you sniping he's like hey i'm good friends with him and uh, i've known him for a while so i didn't didn't, he's a he's he's actually a really good goalie he's underrated you know like i don't not pure maple they're a great team um you know and he's definitely stood on his head for their team but getting to watch him play with palma at winter wars I do. Yeah. He, he's very impressive. He's a good goalie. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, if you put a good team in front of him, look how, look how much better he is. Yeah. But he keeps it. He kept, I mean, pure maple, like really depends because they have a different roster all the time. But um, when, when, if they don't have the best players, like he keeps them in games. Yeah. He's a stud for sure. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a guy. Yeah. He, he flies under the radar. Yeah. I know, I know we're, I guess, kind of like going, going all over a little bit. So we were talking about you playing like with wheeling. And so with the season mm-hmm. ending early and everything, mm-hmm. and you get to get to know these guys and stuff. I mean, like with, with that happening, are, are you like, you know, what, are these guys hurting? Like, are they in an okay spot right now? Cause I know that they're not, you know, some of them, you know, 
franchises and organizations really depend on like that ticket revenue to come in to actually pay the players. Yeah. So, I mean, I know Biz and those guys have started a relief fund and they're trying to get like $800,000 or something like that. And they'll be, that'll be pretty close to paying the players throughout the rest of the season. But I mean, a lot of guys don't really say much. I know, I know two of the guys that were making a good amount of money a week. I think they were okay, but some of the lower end guys are definitely going to need help. Yeah. Yeah. So it, which, which sucks to see because they, they earn their spot on the team. And then now this happens. They, they grind it out all year. I mean, and yeah. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Savage. I mean, he's in the ECHL, right? Um, yep. Sam Johnson is playing down in Florida. Kyle, uh, so AK. Yeah, AK, Speeds. Yep. There's a bunch of the roller guys who, you know, are in that league. And, you know, whether it be they're getting that shot or whether it be, like, you know, they're depending on some money coming through. It's just such a such a weird position to be in. So we haven't had the chance to talk to somebody who's in your shoes to kind of say, like, yeah, it is kind of one of those things. And, and you wouldn't expect your teammates to come out and say like, Oh, I'm hurting or anything like that. But just like you said, like you kind you kind of know where, where guys are at on the totem pole and, and what this really does kind of big picture to them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough all around. I'm just I'm happy to see that, that um, spitting chicklets and those guys have, have really put it together to kind of help out the ECHL and PHPA and everything like that to try to make it happen. Is there uh, do you know if there's any other funds that people can help donate to uh, other than the spit and chicklets or is that kind of the main one right now? People should. So there's, there's that one. And then there's um, there's one under the PHPA, the professional hockey players association. Okay. So that's uh, that's the other big one that they're trying to push right now too. Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely link those in our bios on this pod. Uh, we'll put that everywhere. Cause you know, yeah. a player being in the ECHL and a whole bunch of other roller players, um, you yeah. know, that's their livelihood. That's where you guys grinded your whole entire lives to make. And for something out of your control to end, it's totally devastating for, you know, I, I, I can't even put into words how you guys feel, you know, and the season you guys are having and then having that end. So um, we'll definitely link this in there and definitely get people to, you know, donate and, you know, move it towards there. Awesome. Um, so, you know, kind of rolling around. What's uh, what's one of your favorite roller hockey memories uh, that you've got to experience being, winning a national championship or, you know, just playing with your boys? So I always, I always enjoyed FTB and, and those moments. Those were fun. I'll, I'll bounce I'll bounce around here. So FTB was fun. I mean, we had a, a good group of guys and every, like Alex Eliardi, Garrett Ross, Johnny Smith, Dakota Clutch. Where's that guy at Al Yeah. Uh, he's in the French, like the top French league. Okay. Playing ice hockey. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you have, wow. Yeah, that's you have, crazy. Yeah. You have those guys. Um, home care is probably my, my favorite roller experience other than winning March pro and Palma for the first time. Um, but playing for home care. And when we won, I think we beat tour blast in the finals, like six to one or something like that. And we had Randy Kowalski come down from where he was sitting to take a picture with the group because he, He's the reason we were there. He was the reason we were home care and everything like that. I think that has to be probably my my favorite roller hockey memory was was that with with him and with that team because of of how much he took care of us and how much he cared about us as like a family. That's awesome. Yeah, that a uh, those are some pretty impressive names too that you played with growing up. TMD, Home Care, Border Cats. Those are all always- right. Huh? 
Can Am. Did you play with Can Am uh, the year I, or two? I, I, I had a call up or two. <laughs> I, was I was ever a part of the team. I, I played when a couple guys couldn't show up. Okay. Was Can Am like a Canadian American kind of team to put together? That was newer, right? No, it was That's just it. it was just the it was just the Border Cat '92 team that didn't have Border Cat jerseys. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. so it was like it was like Ryan Kish and those, and Jake Quatrake and all those guys. Okay. So now sense. I'm talking to you and I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. So home care, you guys you had like Mitch Stewart and like who who else was on that team? No, no, that was advanced care. Advanced yeah. care. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. All right. Yeah, my team home care was it was me, Nick Schulke, Vito Aluya, um, Cameron Yarwood, yeah, Cameron, yeah, Sheldon Dries, Yarwood, Waylon Williams. Dude, he was sick. And then I'm I'm blanking on it. I think Corey Dare was on that team. Maybe a couple other ones. I don't Brand- I remember. Zach Allen. Does that make sense? Like like Brandon Dare's younger brother. Yeah, he was on our team. What does that guy do anymore? I only know about Brandon Dare. I didn't know he had a younger yeah. brother. Yeah, he played at uh, Eastern Michigan. Oh, he played roller there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He had a ton of points there. I actually remember looking at that. Yep. So, so that home care team was definitely a, a fun team to play with at that time. I remember just getting diced by advanced care uh, at <laughs> Junior Olympics one year in, in Detroit at Taylor. So. That's yeah. why little home care, advanced care mix up there. So that makes yeah, sense. that was um that was uh, Johnny Race's dad would owns advanced care. Okay, that's yeah. So if that makes sense, that's why advanced care was what it was. So is now advanced, let me go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna ask: Is advanced care and home care like are they anything alike each other, or are they just two different things with the so happen to be care on the end? Yeah, they're two different things. Just okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I think they're completely different in all honesty. I didn't know if one was like a triple A team and one was like a double A team or like how that or if it was like an insurance type of like it sounds like their names after insurance or something like that. No, it was just I was it was home care and then home care ended and okay. everybody kind of dispersed and then advanced care came around after that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to throw this to the two of you because I think you guys were both here. In 2011 at the Dr. Pepper Center in Frisco? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. I wasn't there, but I know, I Rob, with the you, were, you were there with a colorful cast of people from here and from Missouri. Yep. And I remember them talking about you, Hawkins, playing for either the Border Cats or whoever you were playing for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Tours. That yeah. was yeah, Tours. I- That'd I be a cool location to maybe go back to. I mean, you're at you're at a, a an AHL team, right? An AHL team's right. arena. No, no, that was I played junior that, hockey there. That yeah, was he my played first for the Texas. Was oh, okay, okay, yeah, the, the yeah. junior junior facility. Yeah, Can't lit it up. Yeah, the Texas it was at the Dr Pepper Center, correct? Yep, that place was unbelievable. Yeah, now that was a that was a really cool place. I remember them having the blue floor as well during the uh, for tours. Yep, and they had to go get red pucks because the black puck was too dark to go on yep. the floor. Yeah. No, it was – I loved that place. That was sick. The only thing, like, you couldn't really air your gear out because once you go outside, you're like, all right, just go back inside. It's 110 degrees outside. So that yep. that might be why they don't have, like, a narch there. But during the winter, oh, God, that's perfect. 
Like, yeah. it's, it's nice. It'll be a perfect spot. Yeah. Yeah, they um, – because what did they have, three weeks or two weeks at the – Two – it was a two-sheet facility. Okay. Yeah. That's, so, you uh, you played in the – that was your first team playing in the Null there, was the Texas Tornadoes? Yep. Okay, nice. It's pretty uh, – Which I actually – I signed a tender there as a defenseman. If, that, if anybody wants to know that. <laughs> How quick did you last as a defenseman? Uh, well, I, I was told that if I wanted to stay, I had to change into a forward. So <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't want to get cut, I had to try being a forward. So I ended up being a forward. It's awesome. And now, now look at you. Now you're just, I mean, you scored what 35 goals that year too. It's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Hey Hawkins, just, just want to say thank oh, you. I got- yeah, one more thing too. Yep, keep going. Ox, you you just mentioned you played uh for FTB. Um yep. and you've also played a lot of ice hockey, obviously, and a lot of roller mm-hmm. hockey. What's the most FTB thing you've ever done? Like for with, the boy, like, for the squad that is within reason I mean, of yeah, sharing. Yeah, I'm gonna be that <laughs> yeah, can't be shared on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, a tattoo is a pretty FTB thing. Yeah, tattoos definitely for sure. Like that's, I mean, I have, I probably have too many of them now, but there's always a fun one around for, for hockey in some way or another. I remember freshman year at Lindenwood, uh, L, you know, like you're a rookie, you got to do stuff for the older, for, you know, like Elliot at Holmes and Casey and Daniel. Yep. And I remember Elliot, one night just being like, yo, let's go get in the truck. We got to go get beer. And like, I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> I get in the front seat and we get to the liquor store. He's like, where's your card? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, like you're the rookie. You're paying. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? So I'm like, I'll go in with you. And yeah. like, I'm 18, 17 at the time. And like the guy at the liquor store doesn't give a shit. Cause obviously nope. at the liquor store right next to campus Elliot walks in and this guy's just like, Hey, you know, it's like, Hey, we get like two racks. We leave. And Elliot's like, that guy's the shit. I'll see him tomorrow morning. (laughs) Just cruising in the truck. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I mean, you know, little stuff like that, but I mean, I know I can only imagine some of the things that you've, uh, you've had to do for the boys here and there. Well, I mean, there's that, but like, I mean, let's see when, when I played for RPD, me and Speeds drove from from Detroit to Florida. We didn't want to fly. I mean, flights were like five, six hundred bucks, and it was easier to drive. So him and I, I think we split the drive there, and on the way back, I drove like fourteen of the eighteen hours, just because he let me sleep in after we lost, and I got trashed. <laughs> there was that was that was the longest drive of my life. No. Oh, was no, that was in Toronto. So that in Florida, what year was that? That was the year before Toronto. So 2015? Yep. Okay. The only the only year I played for RPD. Okay. In yeah. 2014, when when we brought the team LT tour LTD there, kind of similar mm-hmm. thing. Me, my brother, and CJ, we flew to Missouri. And we drove yes. down to Florida. I remember uh, yeah. that. Oh, my God. What a freaking haul, dude. Jesus. Yeah. But we had Suture. We had Sexton, uh, Heinzman, Tommy Wilson. Jeez. We had a bunch yeah. of these St. Louis guys, and they weren't flying down there. And it's just like, all right, well, let's, 
get with the boys and make the drive. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If, if anybody knows roller hockey, we know how to save a buck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Roadies for yeah. days, man. Yep. It's oh. about the journey, not the destination. That is, that's absolutely, absolutely. Especially absolutely. when you're going on a road trip to a hockey tournament, you have no idea what's going to happen. And that's why you best leave about a day or two early because you know what the boys are going to get into or what's going to happen. Yep. You yep, drove, drove to down Dallas here, right? You drove with Els and Phelps and like all yeah. those guys. Yeah, oh. yeah, we drove Crazy. there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't for us though. That's like a ten-hour, twelve-hour drive, and you have Elliot. This kid loves to drive. <laughs> Get to drive, so <laughs> it, it was like we were chilling. <laughs> he does. Where Where are you guys at in Colorado? Where, I um i'm actually like right by where the abs and broncos practice i'm in what they call like the denver tech center like i'm just off mm-hmm. arapaho road and i-25 mm-hmm. and um rob now lives in denver yeah i live like right next to coors field i basically just throw rocks at it it's right there oh that's that's not bad no it's, yeah it's not bad for right now but like it's just weird. There's like nothing out. So like you see more homeless people than you do people, which is kind of like weird. And I'm like, I guess that's part of living downtown, you know, <laughs> more homeless. I mean, I mean, Northeastern was up against the project. So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And you said you're, you're what, you're in New Hampshire right now. Yeah. I, I stay with the uh, fiance's family. Um, her dad she- owns and runs uh, a rink out here and uh, his own oh. program being the Northern Cyclones. It's a junior program, the NCDC and the USPHL. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was going to say, she's a hockey player too, right? Yep, 2018 Pyeongchang Olympic gold medalist. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, so she. I'm trying to get her to play roller hockey. I mean, it's yeah. slowly but surely coming along. Get her on a team, to, try, I'm trying Con- to see if she's around the corner. Conic uh, Pulsar's in need. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard mixed things. I don't know where to put her if she wants to play. Oh gosh! Have you got her on uh, some wheels yet? Yeah, I I made her a pair of skates last summer. Hell yeah! So it was um so we she's she skated, but I don't know if she likes roller hockey yet. We'll see. I'll yeah. get her there. Yeah, there we go. That's what I like to hear. That'd yeah. be awesome to see. Well, dude, we uh, man, we can't thank you enough. I know it's. Uh, it's almost like, what else am I going to do with quarantine? But at the same time, it's taking time out of your day to chat and let some people hear your story. And man, we really appreciated it. I, I learned a lot about you today. And uh, I think a lot of listeners will too. Oh, boy. Thanks for having me. It was, it was an absolute blast. If you guys want to do this again, you let me know. I have, I got, I have plenty of stories from Dumars. I'll tell you that. Here we go. Well, maybe, I, maybe we'll throw on roller trivia. Maybe, maybe I think. The- Maybe I think Rick's gonna beat Joy, so let's put him up on roller. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe I think what you guys were just talking about with the Dumars closing down, we should try to get Speezy and Hawkins together, and maybe someone else that you know was from uh, from those times, and talk about some good stories. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe add on something like that. You'd have what was that? I said it'd be cool to like what was that. Chat- like Chad and Tyler, and maybe you on here, and just tell Dumar. Oh, oh, that'd be a blast! You could tell, yeah, you tell stories about Chad beating up kids around the rink. <laughs> well, well, he, he, so he was. It, it was it was the best time in the world. Chad had the best hands on the rink, but he also was the toughest kid on the rink. So he had all the space that he wanted because no one wanted to go anywhere near him. <laughs> 
Because they'd either get dance or they'd get pee. They'd get <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was, what was that? Who's another guy from uh, from Joe Dumars that maybe we could reach out to to see if we can get? Uh, so I'm trying to think of kids I grew up with that still that still really play. I, I mean, mean, Ryan Perry grew up around there. Yeah, that is Dip. Schwartz. That'd be a good one. Schwartz, he's from around there. Smolinski's from around there. He grew up at Dumars. He'd have a couple good ones. Yeah. Um, Mo would be good. Kyle Schultz. I mean, if you had that crew on with like Schultz and Smolinski, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Schultz is cool. Yeah. And we just said, give us Dumars stories. Yeah, Dumars. Oh, that'd be easy. We have to make we'll have to make a chat room for that the Dumar story chat room. It's gonna come. Yeah. Oh, and there'd have to. It, who has the best Dumar story? Yeah, but uh, we're gonna. It set would be classic up. if you if you could if you could get Steve Alexi on here to tell a Dumar story where he beat up a whole team in one fight. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Alexi's <laughs> from uh, Dumars. Yeah, so he there was a tournament where he played with Spees years ago where he somebody ran speeds and I think I was away at this time he ran speeds and Alexi grabbed the first guy and then ended up beating all four guys on the floor up within like a minute and a half unreal <laughs> yeah, it's just just the classic stuff that went on around there or like um Jamie Smith who signed with the LA Kings he's like He's like 6'6 six, six and 270. He was playing pro when I was like 13 years old. One punched the guy skating backwards on rank B, and it was one of the Reebok Buffalo Wings guys that deserved it probably more than anybody, but it was hilarious. <laughs> it's unreal. Six, it's, six. Uh, isn't Jamie Buffalino from there too? Yep. Yep. Buffs from there too. Yeah, dude. Buffalino's a Michigan guy. That's right. I mean, Michigan holds the record for the most State Wars medals, one, too. So, I mean, you usually have the most teams. That's always why. Sure, you guys do have it there a lot. Uh, hey, we just want to say, yeah. Hawkins, thank you again, man, for joining with us. Um, we'll get this pod out here soon. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the pod, and we'll catch you on the next one. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Hopa Hopa Hockey Pure Custom Sticks. Customize. All aspects of your stick, from blade grip and stiffness to choosing your exact length with desired flex, kick point, and a variety of shaft grip styles and more. Produced and shipped under 10 days of order. Free FedEx International shipping on all orders over $129. Also offering two-piece custom sticks and goalie sticks. The goalie sticks are sick. They're all customized just like the player sticks as well. We got a promo code for you guys as well. 10% off at checkout. Use Roller Dad News. Check out Hopa Hockey on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even on their website. We're back with the Roller Trivia, the new segment part of the RDN Good Roller Pod. We got our last week's winner here, Jonathan Joy, joined by the self-proclaimed Roller Dad Trivia himself, Griffin. Boys, how's it going this afternoon? Good, I'm good. Good, thanks for having us again. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Let's, who- hope, let's hope you stick around here, Joy. Griff's uh, Griff's got some good knowledge. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not optimistic, but we'll see how it goes. Griff's got a uh, he's got a you know he got a shoulder a chip on his shoulder, man. He's 
he thinks he's going to take this easily and just run with it for weeks. So yeah. he's been talking a lot of trash in the DMs. So <laughs> think, uh, we'll see. We'll see on these questions. I'm going to go over the rules before we get started. Honestly, I'm a little bit nervous. I, I can tell, buddy. So uh, this is the rules. Best out of three. We'll ask you three questions. If someone sweeps it, gets two, we don't ask the third one. Um, if it goes down to the third question, winner moves on. You guys got any questions? No. Yeah. Here we go. For the first question, and you guys will have 10 seconds to answer this, okay? I will, I will read it to you guys, list the answers for the people that are listening, and then you guys can answer after that, okay? Travis No played for this team at Narch Finals in 2012 and won top score. A, AKS Empire. B, Palma Cyclones. C, Rebark Larceny. D, Alkali RPD. You have 10 seconds? I'm ready. I'm ready too. Wait, what well, well, are the letters again? You can just say the name if you would like. Say the I'll, say the, I'll say the name. Okay. Larceny. Larceny? Larceny. Larson, yeah. correct, boys. Easy one. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, uh, Kev. You're up on the next one. I got it. This player was the leading scorer in the 2017 Double IHF Championships with 22 points. We got uh, is that Peter Kapka? Um. What's can you read the answers? It's hard to it's hard to see, Robbie. It's Peter Kafka, Matt White, Jack Combs, or Timu Lipias. Got ten seconds, boys. When you're ready, you can tell me or we're counting down. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Griffin, what are you doing I'm over not, there, buddy? I'm having good. Nah, I'm Dude. mine. Free. I'll show you. I'll I didn't join you. Answers in. Answers in. Peter. Matt Peter. White. Joy said Matt White and I Griffin. I said Peter Kapka. Both wrong. Timu. I know it was someone from Finland. Well, no, the Finland player. not from Finland. Kaska's Czech. I, I don't know who either of those players are. Well, buddy, if you're the going to be in the roller trivia, you got to brush it up, buddy. It <laughs> wasn't too long ago. So, this is the last question. Decides Ooh. who goes on to the finals. Or not to Ooh. the finals, but on to the next round. <laughs> the finals. <laughs> Boys, calm down. It's like already week three. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is a short one. <laughs> All righty, here we go. Last question. Question three. This player played with Mission Black Ice in 2016 D1 division at Narch Finals. You have John Shava, Rogan Rafferty, Alex Kyle, or Daniel Inoy. Got 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8. Are we going to answer at the same time? 5. Yeah, you guys can. 3, 2, Rogan Rafferty. Alex Kyle. And the winner for this round that will move on to next round. The new champion, Griffin Ah. Dangle. Joy. Yes. Sorry, man. uh, Hey, it's all good. He got you that Kyle. I just want. I just watched that semifinal game from that tournament yesterday. Dang. Oh. That's where I got that trivia from, so someone's paying attention. <laughs> well, boys, just want to say thank you guys for joining the Roller Trivia. Joy, 
you had a good run, man. Two weeks. So that so far you're leading the record on two weeks. Now it's, <laughs> uh, now it's Griffin's time to take it and run with it. Nice. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Um, boys. We'll see you at the Good job, next boys. Time.